Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Hello and welcome back to Living Light Radio. It was great to have our two-week break. We called it a season break. We didn't know what else to call it, so we went with that. And over the course of that time, we had so many cool new opportunities cross our path. And that's uh, stuff I can't wait to share with you, but uh, I'm not allowed to quite yet. So when those things are allowed to be public, I'll share them. Anyway, I want to dive right into this week's topic, uh, which is all about the imposter syndrome. But before I do, I want to just double check that you've had a chance to check out our free course, which is 10 Techniques to Awaken Your Inner Champion. It is a 10-day program, and my goal for this program was to create a free course that you would feel is so good that at the end of the 10 days, you would say, you know what, I would have paid for that. So that was my goal, and I hope you will go check it out at www.innerchampion.me forward slash P forward slash 10 days. So go check it out. Okay, so we're going to dive into the imposter syndrome. I'd like to start with a quote I found from Meryl Streep. She's quite successful, as you know. And here is what she had to say. She says, you think. Why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? And I don't know how to act anyway. So why am I doing this? Pretty powerful, hey? Do you know that the imposter syndrome is one of the greatest challenges people face in the workplace? Harvard Business Review says, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. That's a big deal. Chronic self-doubt, doubting the proof of competence and success. The imposter feels isolated and alone in the home, and in the workplace. This person has felt alone for as long as she can remember. In the case of the imposter syndrome, your inner dialogue is telling you that you are a fraud, that you essentially cheated, or you are given some kind of break or preferred treatment. The main message being that you are not worthy of your success in your life. I can assure you that both men and women suffer from this challenge though there's a great deal of emphasis on the female perspective. Chronic self-doubt is a major energy drain. It's also a major joy drain. So what is the root cause of this then, really? I believe it's your self-image. Actually, I know this for sure. Let me break down for you Well, let me break it down for you. Sorry, I'm under the weather. I'm going to mix things up today. So let me try that again. Let me break it down for you and show you why. 
Your self-image in its simplest definition is how you speak to yourself when you are alone with your thoughts. Chronic self-doubt means that you are telling yourself a story that concludes with you feeling insecure and unworthy. The question then becomes, how do you change the story that you tell yourself? In your formative years, your parents' judgments of you are coded into your personal operating system. The result is a self-image that is heavily influenced by them. This is where it all began. This is where your story started. In fact, stats tell us in adulthood, we are still working through issues that we encountered before the age of 10. I know what you could be thinking. Oh, great, Ranbir. Now what? I've already rehashed all of this with my therapist. I've been working on it, so it shouldn't be an issue anymore. It must be something else. I've been there and I've done that already. I hear you. My journey to get rid of my imposter syndrome included asking myself some hard questions. It included going to the root of the, the, the heart of the matter. I started to ask myself questions about receiving. Receiving is something I write and talk about often. So many people give and give and do and do, but few take the time to receive the support, the rewards, the celebration. You'd think most people love that part of life, right? Unfortunately, it's not always how it goes. Some of us experience disappointment in our formative years that made us feel alone. As a result, we made a promise to ourselves never to need anything from others. Let me explain by sharing how this happened for me. And before I share my personal story, I'd like you to know that my mom loved me very much. I never, ever questioned that. My dad did too, but like most men of his generation, he wasn't as expressive. You got to remember, like this was the 1970s, right? And my brother, I'm going to talk about him in this section, but he is one of my very best friends. So when I share this, it's from the perspective of my younger self, from the little, little girl, Ranbir, okay? Many of you know my story. I was the fifth daughter in a row for my parents. Their firstborn son is something I don't talk about often, but my mom and dad's firstborn child was a boy and he died during childbirth. So when my younger brother was born, he became, he became the center of their universe. I can understand how his birth helped them heal a major trauma. For my mom and dad, I can understand that now, you know, as an adult, I can see it. I couldn't see it as a kid. You also have to keep in mind that it was culturally and socially acceptable at the time to favor boys. This happened in families of all color. Heck, we're still battling this today. But for me, because I was a girl, I always felt less than. So what I did is I tried to shine by excelling at school or sports. So my parents would value me as much as they valued my brother. In spite of my external achievements, I just never felt as important as my brother. This is the birthplace of my imposter syndrome. The external success was obvious. It was there. 
I could see it, but I couldn't feel it because I didn't really want the accolades. I wanted validation. I wanted to feel as important as him. I wanted to feel as bright, you know? So after a while, I decided, you know, I didn't need my parents anymore. I made a vow not to need anyone actually after that. I stopped asking. And as a result, I stopped allowing myself to receive. I didn't know how deeply connected asking and receiving are until I worked on healing my heart. And luckily for me, I did that in my 20s, right? But because I had made this vow to go it alone, it became very tough for me to accept recognitions or rewards. I kept ignoring the proof and I always allowed myself to feel less than. I That felt real for me. That was believable for me because I was never going to be as bright or as important or as valued as my brother. So I carried that through subconsciously into my career. So if you suffer from imposter syndrome, then do what I did. Go peel back the layers of your life. Find the moment in time when you vowed not to need anyone. And that could have happened for you when you were a kid like me. Could have happened in your teen years. It could have happened in adulthood. There's no formula for this distress. It's, it's, it's whatever happened for you is real, okay? But I believe it's time to break that vow you took as a kid or a teenager or an adult. It's time to start allowing by asking, accepting, and receiving. You and I both know you can't change the past, but you can change your perspective of it. It's possible to change your self-image and thus get rid of your imposter syndrome. I've coached so many people on how to do this just all the time since 2009. It's a very simple process, but it's not easy. I, I tell you that often. It's not easy. Why? Why would I tell you that it's not easy? Why am I not promising you that if you do what I'm suggesting, that it'll be all butterflies and rainbows? Because it takes effort. It takes consistency and an unwavering desire to make the shift permanently. Once you taste the freedom of awakening your inner champion, you cannot go back. You won't allow your inner critic to be in the driver's seat any longer. But I want to be real with you. Will your inner critic go away completely if you stick with this? The simple answer is no. The long answer is that your inner critic has an excellent role to play in your inner dialogue. Its innate job is to keep you physically safe the other thing it can do is to provide you with a sober second look when you're taking risk. It helps you take calculated risk, in fact. So it's important. The next thing I'll tell you is that you can't eradicate the imposter syndrome without first putting your awareness on it. And you can write this down. Awareness equals change. So every time you want to put your head in the sand and not look at the reality of your life, Right. Go look at this statement. Two words. Awareness equals change. It changes everything for you to do this. OK, but I'm going to give you a quick exercise you can start to do to peel back the layers of your imposter syndrome. OK, number one, 
Picture yourself as a young child. And when I'm coaching people in this exercise, I quite often ask them to bring in photographs of themselves when they were younger, because most of us that struggle with something like this are really good at um, pretending like it was never there, right? So when you look at actual pictures of yourself, you got to look at that little kid's face and you got to allow yourself to feel again. So it's a very, very good way to trigger that emotion. Okay, number two. Now picture yourself asking your parents for help. Were they available? Did they let you need them? Focus on how well you felt your parents met your emotional needs. And please keep in mind that your perception is your reality. Their version of this could be so different than your version. And yet you are in the same room having the same experience or, or so you think, right? Your perception is real for you. Number three, think back to sharing your success or successes with your parents. Were they excited for you? Did they celebrate you? If not, how did it make you feel? Number four, can you recall telling yourself that it was pointless to win them over and then making a decision to stop asking them for anything, deciding you were alone? This is a very small list of triggers you can use to start understanding the root cause of your imposter syndrome. But if you'd like to do a deep dive and get through the process of transforming that energy into something productive, then feel free to book a free 30 minute intro call with me. The calendar is on our website. You can always go there or you can email me at info at freewithin.me. It's an important exercise to go through. It's important for you to eradicate your imposter syndrome because you are creating massive value for the world and you really need to allow yourself to celebrate you. So I ask you, have you experienced imposter syndrome? Were you able to get rid of it? Or is it still an issue for you today? I'd love for you to take the time to go to our website, www.freewithin.me. Head over to our blog section, check out the show notes for this podcast and share your experience with imposter syndrome because each one of us has the opportunity to help others by sharing our stories. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and I will see you next Friday. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.